How you doing, man? Welcome back to your favorite podcast of all time and your host with the most of whatever you decided to be because at this point, shit, we are all lost. Welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back. Uh, I know I'm a little late. Starting off this podcast since the last one. Yeah, we entered a whole new year since that last one. <laughs> but again, we're back. Some of y'all who cared, I am very sorry. For those who didn't, fuck it. Again, uh, that's something I'm really trying to work on. This podcast is really just me trying to talk about like shit I'm trying to change for myself and I hope people can change with throughout the rest of this year and beyond. But fuck it, we gotta start here. I know we about a, a a month in or the trial run period of 2024. And it's looking still the same type of ghetto, but fuck it, we're gonna have still some some positivity going into it. So I start off with some fuckery. Shout out to my man Cat Williams. Shout out to the uh, color purple beef, a whole bunch of other shit going on. But we're gonna try to stay focused and positive. In this episode, I'm gonna talk about some shit I'm trying to change purely for self, to be honest with you. It's to be with self. But so many things are for people outside of myself to think about as well. I'm not on this high horse where I believe that I am someone who is more special or has the proper ilk to somebody how to do shit. Like, no, but I do think that we need to have some common ground and some conversations in the world. Maybe change the perspective to have a better life for all of us around. I'm really in a mindset of living like, you know, like in the universe. I know, stay with me for a second. It might be a little bit of a tangent, but stay with me for a second. As a human being in the universe, we have this uncanny ability to be both the biggest thing and smallest thing. What I mean by that, like in the grand scheme of things in the universe, of even our galaxy, whatever it is, we are literally just specks, man. We're specks. If you was to get in a plane, you couldn't fucking see us clearly. If you was to go down space and further, further away, we just are this little, little piece of whatever life is. But to contrast that, as you get to be on the ground in Earth, right, on Earth, you have the ability to change the world and change lives, whether it be an idea, whether it be just motivation of somebody, an invention, your creativity, you inspiring others can change the landscape of what the rest of the world feels and how things change for a grand portion of people of how many in 8 billion, I don't know, but it's a situation that changes things. With that being said, I'm really just in a mindset of trying to really work on myself and be better before I even try to come to give somebody some type of advice or lead someone on a path where you can get perspective 
I have to work on what I'm trying to provide myself. What am I doing incorrectly and the things that I'm doing correctly? Something I can say I'm doing correctly, I think, for myself is I'm in a lot better positive mind state than what I was when I was in my 20s. Like, if you met me in my 20s, it was down. And it was reasoning for it, but at the same time, it's not like everybody has their own shit going on. During that time, like, my mom was at her, like, sickest, even in my, in her, in my 20s, sorry. Then she passed away. So, like, it was, like, a very weird, dark time for me when it happened. So, it's like, damn. But I've become more positive just because I've realized how lucky I was to have my mom in that situation, things of that nature. So, I'm making progress in that. I'm trying to step outside of my comfort zone now as well, like even in just doing something like this podcast. Someone who may have the billion and five creative ideas that many of us have and lets it fall by the wayside. Who knows where this can go? It may go nowhere, but how do I give it a chance without trying? So let's put two on the board for positivity. And just following through with something that's creative outside of the box for myself and in the realm of being really good things. But then I want to talk about like something I really want to work on for this year is like accountability. Right? Accountability in all aspects of life, whether it be work, it be relationships, it be creativity, art. You name it, like, what is my accountability for things? I think sometimes as people, we're quick to point the finger and say, this is why this is wrong, because someone else had to it, or it's not fair, or it could have been different if this, and, and we don't always look at what part we played in it. Again, these are our lives. So we have a factor in almost everything that goes on to it. Literally, down to the finite details, we are we are involved in it. And we have to do a job of curating and creating what we want out of it. I know I've said this many times, it's, it's art. And when I say it's art, I mean life. You take references from things around you, you take inspiration, you take the good, the bad, the ugly, and you find a way to make sure you create something of your own, with your own style, flair, flavor, whatever you want to put. And hopefully you do something that you're proud of, something that inspires others, something that allows others to feel good and just makes the world better in some way, shape, or form, small or large, whatever scale it is. Going back to accountability, the reason I say that is because I had to look at myself for a lot of things. And I've mentioned it before, but like this was supposed to be a two-man podcast. And 
again, I, I say this for no ill feel, no bad ilk, anything in the nation. Like, first time we'll start with my friend to this day. But my accountability is like, I don't think I pushed enough to get it. Like, it was my idea. Yeah, they agreed to do it with me during like the early, early boom of it. But I don't think it was something that they truly had their heart set on and thought they was going to really be involved in. And I kept pushing on there and pushing and pushing and pushing. But it came with no real action, right? And I'm out here waiting for like them to give me back something, but like they weren't that invested. They were just trying to like help me do something, kind of. And it's like, bro, I'll do it with you, but this is your real shit. Like, this is your idea that you came with. Are you, what are you putting forth to help me grasp onto it and believe into it? It's something you want to not help you as far as possible, but like you got to push forward. And I really wasn't doing that at all. I was just saying the procrastinator that I am. We're going to get around, so we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. I'll make the page here, we'll do this, we'll do this, do this. Nothing came to fruition, right? But again, like it was me that I, you had the idea, why the fuck you're not following through? And I think the same thing happened with like the whole, like, I want to be a musician thing. Anybody who knows me understands, like, well, if you really do know me, a lot of people say they know me, but, but even, I mean, actually, no, even people who don't know me that well, you understand the importance of what art and music is to me, right? It is almost the end all be all of everything I have in this world, just to hear music, try to make it, to be able to write things of that nature. And being an artist was like something I wanted so severely. So I thought. But I wasn't working hard enough to become an artist. Like I have a little bit of God-given ability to hold a note every once in a while. And I'm pretty good with words and being descriptive and things of that nature like. On a good day, I could be a wise man with some poetic words. It's sometimes amazing. But that ain't enough. There's 8 billion motherfuckers on this planet. You think there's not another 20 million motherfuckers that could do what I could do? To separate it between those who are never heard of or those who are kind of heard of or those who become really good and those who become great is, yes, there's some breaks, but a lot of it's the work effort that you put into it and not giving up for it. And I got to look at myself like, yo, you bitched and whined and complained about like how much you wanted to be this, that, and the third, but how much work were you putting in? You could pray and manifest all day, Jared. Are you hitting studios? Are you writing like you should be? Are you listening to beats like you should be? Are you going to a vocal coach? The answer to that question is no to every single thing I just said. But somehow in my mind, I expected to one day be an artist. And then I have to take accountability of like me using other people as excuses to why I didn't do shit, right? Or why I didn't go further. Yeah, it may hold like 1% truth of like they may be at 1% if that 
you know what I'm being way too generous of giving out a sound, but like I would make up shit like, yo, if I post something, you don't re- and you don't repost it, nigga, I'm never gonna make it. And then it gets my my fucking extracurricular thinking ass mind <laughs> to thinking like, yo, if they can't post the shit, they would never come to a show. And I'm just building these excuses and digging myself deeper holes about why I'm not trying to get my quote-unquote dream and why it's not working out for me. Mind you, this is not their goal in life. This is not what they have to do. Yes, it's lovely to help your friends and help them push their goals, and I agree with that, and I love that, and I think it's helpful and warranted. But it's not their end or be or it's not your responsibility. It's not 100% a given. I'm talking about family, friends, whatever it is. Especially when you don't see people putting enough work in. And my friend used to tell me, like, yo, bro, if you drop a song, I'll do it. But like, you just dropping covers, man. Like, you say you want this. What are you doing? I'm, yeah, 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 I'm doing it. I'm going to do it. Never fucking happen. And yes, I'm a feature in a song. Shout out to High Love. Caddy Moolah, yes, we'll stream that. Just because I think he's super talented. That's my brother. And it was really fun making that song. But it doesn't go past that. It does not go past that. To this day. So now I'm sitting here as an older gentleman. And for so long, I put that dream aside and I to this and I have doubts like to this day now can it come to fruition especially as I get older who are trying to hear my old ass sing some R&B love song so fuck it this year I made no promises because I don't want to keep lying to y'all <laughs> all myself the goal is to try to put myself in position to make more music. Oh, not make more music, make music in general. Really going forward with shit. Really putting the burden and essence on myself to do something outside of my comfort level and not be scared to fucking fail. To bring it back to what I'm saying accountability-wise, I have to take all these other things out of the equation of why she just failed and stop trying to put the earnest on people who don't have to take that on. It is me. This is my creation of my life and what I wanted to give to the world. And if I'm not creating enough of the world for my fears because of an action that may not have happened, nigga, what are you talking about? I even got to an argument one time. I remember very vividly with my my group of friends. And I was like, yo, like, y'all watched it? Y'all posted it? And I didn't even watch it. Damn, niggas didn't watch it. And I felt such a way. But now looking back on it, yeah, I, I still could feel a little way about it. Sure, like, that's my man. Like, those are, like, family, especially you, my friends. But, like, there was no consistency and shit. There was no, oh, yeah, every Tuesday I'm doing this every day. Like, there was no, like, every two months. Like, there was no consistency of any sort to possibly, oh, they might have missed that shit, bro. And I made a post of that shit once or twice. It wasn't like I was really promoting heavy. So how are they going to figure this out? How are they going to remember? 
not in it's not in everybody's fucking timeline to, to make sure that Jared's product looked at. Niggas got lives, bro. Especially when you're not putting it to them. Like there's some switches like this artists out there for big as fuck or TV shows are big as fuck. Like they still got commercials, they still got ads, they still run shit, nigga. They still promote to niggas, even though they're known. What the fuck my unknown answer thing? Niggas ain't gonna just always remember. Niggas got lives, bro. I gotta remember that type of shit. And I was not for a very long time. It was really looking scary. And even a little bit falls into this podcast here. Like in my mind, do I want more views? Sure. It's sometimes disheartening that I don't have more than I would like. My reaching up people. But at the same time, I can't just expect people to do legwork for me. Am I posting enough? Am I cutting reels enough? Am I putting audio out there enough? Am I sharing with enough people to the point I may have to bombard motherfuckers? Am I doing this shit enough? And to be honest, the answer is probably no. That's what I'm really trying to work on, that accountability piece for me and all things. That's the creative portion of it, but then it goes back to like relationships, whether that be with family, friends, anything in that nature. Sometimes relationships that I put myself in are like toxic, right? And not necessarily for the people involved, like specifically, like some, some people just don't mesh. It's not like some people are trying to be super extra bad or evil towards you, but some people just do not mesh. And it's oil and water or we're just aligning and growing at different rates and different times and growing apart. It can't means we can't ever talk again or we got to hate each other, but it's just not working out. And I found myself continually going back to shit because, like, I had this really big thing for nostalgia, and I think that's why I'm not fucking, like, attributes. Is this nostalgia shit is so big to me? Like, I will circle back to friendships, to family, to relationships because it's something to grasp onto. It, it feels familiar. And I'm really big on knowing things and the unknown fears. Like I'm so fearful of the unknown. It makes things like, oh shit, it's getting a little shaky. I'm a little worried. I don't know what this feels like. This shit is getting really bad. I know it just missed. I missed that a little bit. I know it's not necessarily the best thing for me, but there are certain things I like about it. It feels good there. Damn. No. Perfect example is I've talked about this relationship plenty of times before because I really think that this might have been like at one point or another is <laughs> the love of my life. It may not have been the best of circumstances, but I don't think any love is not picture perfect, but there are moments that I was like, damn, it's just not going to work. And I've written about it and I'm like, damn, we, we look like we about 0 for 2, 0 for 3. Can we do this shit again? And I we kept going back to it because it may not have worked. Any of the times, as you see, I am still a single man, habitually singles, significantly single. But those two people are really trying to make things work, but 
maybe not working on themselves. And, and I, I speak for myself. I'm not even going to say her. I really got to talk about me because, again, it's accountability. Fuck everything else. I don't think I should have been putting out the energy that I was putting out for love, but I don't think I was ready to, one, love myself enough to give the love that I really wanted to give because I'm just, like, not in a position where I want to be to be in a relationship. Like, I want shit super, super duper solidified. That's what I want in my life, and it wasn't there, to be perfectly honest. I'm still working on shit. Um, look, I may be slow in process, but I'm being honest. And I sometimes and not truly receiving the message I was given on how to love that person. Like you can have your idea of love and what you want given to you, but in a partnership, there's a give and there's a take. And I found myself continuously giving love that I thought was the right way to love and not hearing what she wanted. And that being a lot of our arguments, not the sole purpose of our thing, but again, this is my fault right now. And that's a big part when you feel like, yo, I love somebody, but they're not listening to how I want to be loved and catered to and cared for and understood. They're not asking me the things I want them to ask me and not digging deep enough to what I want. And in a way, I'm kind of giving them a cheat code, but are they really listening to it? Are they letting their fears get the best of them? And I was. The fear of failure allowed me to take step back and not listen and be in my own head about certain shit. And it was not anything good for relationship. I still found myself again, back and forth for like, is this good? Am I good enough type of shit? And that's the point where I think, oh, shit, I'm so horrible, I could never do it. But it's like, yo, are you willing to do these things? Are you willing to compromise enough? Are you giving, taking? And I know in a relationship, well, oh, my gosh, compromise is such a big thing. Does anybody know what, what the fuck internet we're going to talk about? Like, gender roles and how shit must be, just then the third, whatever. But, like, am I giving enough to my partner? Was I giving the proper way? Was I giving security? Was I giving affection? Did I did I give affection the right way to how they wanted to? We so quick to talk about love languages, but was I listening to theirs? I know mine. Was I giving enough in that category? <laughs> was all me all the time? No, but do I have to say as a good portion of myself? Of course I do. I'm not here to ruffle feathers. I'm not here to also paint this picture as if, oh yeah, Jared was the first motherfucker. No, there's sometimes I really fucked up in a relationship. And there's things I really regret because if I would have gave my all in a proper way and did things differently, would it have changed? Right? But in some ways I know it probably wouldn't have. Because I've learned in the past, like, year or so just getting myself together accountability is like 
realizing some of these shits are about compatibility and some are commonality. And there's a difference between those things. You may have things in common. Does that make the putting a life together a compatible situation? Because compatibility is when you get to the love factor of it, like this is what we put together as a life together. Your faults, my faults, how one thing is done, how one thing is done, find a way to come to common ground, all these things. And I don't know if I was coming to common ground on those things and I wasn't budging a lot of situations. And certain things in life make things more difficult, certain factors, but that's nothing to use as an excuse because everybody has some difficult fucking factors. Just being a human being, life is not that fucking easy. You know, we like to placate and think shit is just so by the numbers. And if you do this and this and this, everything's going to turn out this way. That's not how life goes. We make pain and God laughs. Just what it's going to be. But I have to come to self and be like, oh shit. Did I give this woman enough? Even if I don't like some of the things that were done on her end or to me or whatever in the case may be, that's one part of it. Did that dismiss me not doing better? No, it doesn't. I don't think my maturity level was here enough either to show up and show how I should be, show up and show out how I should be continuously in a loving, harmonious relationship. And when you don't do those things, the problems start to build up and it gets heavier and things don't align. People start to grow apart, start to build away. And sometimes that wedge is not able to be fixed, no matter how much you love that person. Because it's like, damn, one that I like, one I can't make nobody stay here and love me too. Am I still doing enough to be right? Three, have I fixed all the things I want to fix before I'm even able to give them what I want? And four, are we just past that point of, of that feeling? I don't know. Again, if you hear this podcast, I love you. You mean the world to me still. That don't mean I'm circling the block like Nelly and Ashanti. That does not mean I'm circling the block. Shout out to that. No, but you got to understand that there's love there. Whether it's up close and personal from afar, there's love there. And I really had to sit down with myself and understand like, the part that I played in shit, I feel like I would never say a bad word about this from anybody even before, but I think I held animosity and resentment about certain things that may have been done to me, and I figured, like, nigga, you played your part, too. She has parts of why she could be angry, motherfucker, like, you, you ain't no picture-perfect Mr. Man. Relax, my brother. And I think that comes with emotional maturity. And again, back to what I'm saying, accountability. What part are you playing in making things better for you, better or worse for yourself in life? Accountability is twofold. What you're doing good, the victories and the victory laps, that's great. But on top of that, what are you doing that's not allowing you to get past certain humps in your life? That's where the real growth and 
accountability factor takes speed because that's how you get to the next checkpoint. You keep checking things off and you get to where you want to be. And I don't think anybody's ever a completely full package of things. You have to stop learning, start getting new ideals, or your mind can't change. I'm just probably 104. But you just try to keep being better day by day with your ins and outs. Talking about like like family. I talk about relationships and accountability. Yeah, I know. Well, I like to talk. You know, I like to talk. Um, it's really being a little bit somber. So, I won't say choose my words carefully, but I have to like really like. I don't want to get too emotional. It's weird. But with family, you have your ups and your downs. You have your, you're really close and sometimes not so close moments, right? especially with extended family, like. Outside of your mom, your dad, like your uncles, your aunts, your grandparents, your cousins, like sometimes shit just isn't, shit just isn't so tight knit. As you grow older, you start you having different ideas, you have different opinions on things. You may not see each other as much. You live far apart. Like there's just a myriad of factors that allow things to be a little bit more broken, right? I think that happens to all families, but. Maybe it's just mine. Sure, it's the same mine. Recently, I had an uncle. Yeah, one of my two uncles. It's away. And it left me with such a somber feeling. And no, we didn't have the best relationship. I wasn't calling him and calling him every week. We hadn't talked in a very long time. And if we can be honest and frank. And I guess things like came a little more separately after my, not separately, a little, a little bit more distant after my grand, both my grandparents died because like that was a major commonality that we had. Like I'm 30 years younger than my parents. <laughs> My uncle's older than my mother by like like five or six years, something like that. So like there's this is a vast age gap. We can live far apart. It was nothing. It's just a lot of things that just didn't have us in that same rarefied air of when you're youngster and you just have this kumbaya here with family. You get older, the things just happen to like separate. But it's for reasons of angst or, or disagreements or just like just early it's just such the fade people have lives of their own but it hit me harder than I expected you know we haven't talked about because like damn like I didn't never I never got a chance to say goodbye I haven't checked in and God knows how how long you know I missed my chance to say I love you to him while he was here. I really missed that chance. And I do believe in heaven. I know you say it, but like, it's just, I think it's different for you to hear that while you want to take that in.
And it just makes me think about like, how can I do better to preserve familial ties that are not really strained for any crazy reason. There's nobody stole nothing from me. Nobody did nothing to make life horrible for me, things of that nature. Like, how do I in turn fix those relationships? How do I keep the ones that I have as long as possible? You lose somebody like that. Like, you start thinking about, like, yo, I get so worried about my dad. Like, so very worried about my dad. Like, to the point where I was never even scared about, like, like COVID was never a thing I was scared about for myself, right? My biggest fear was my dad getting COVID, and I do so much to make sure, like, he cannot get sick. Because in my mind, it was so, like, losing my mind, losing, losing my mom has, has never left my mind. It's never not been something like super painful to this day. I don't care how far away from the date it gets, it doesn't get easier. Like, my mother is not here. And it's not a sob story because we all have sad situations in our lives, but like for me, it's something that's really big, and it makes me think like, "Oh shit, who do I, who is not here?" And me being so young in my family, I've seen a lot of death. Things where I'm from, I've seen a lot of death. And it's like, damn, am I, am I really cherishing enough relationships? Am I saying enough things? Am I checking on the right people? That's all. Am I doing my part? Because there's going to be some people who are going to do their part and some people who are not. Some people who just have forgotten about Jared, but I don't want to be a nigga that just left things by the wayside without trying. I want to be better at that and saying, well, how you doing? Checking on what you good. How's the family? Thing. I love you. I care for you. I'm praying for you. I'm hoping nothing but good things for you. Like That's what I want. I got to be better at that. And I'm trying, I'm working upon it. See how that goes. That's it for the accountability portion. I do want to say though, this year though, I'm trying to get more money. I'm trying to get more money, some money, some money, and be more creative. <laughs> um, I told you earlier. I believe I want to normalize some shit. So before I get the fuck out of here, <clears throat> excuse me. I want to normalize some shit in the world, right? Uh, let's get back to the main train of thinking about shit. The internet is a place that is not fucking real. I'm going to say it again. The internet is a place that is not fucking real. The reason I'm talking about it, I say things like that, is I want people to understand we cannot live by this fucking finite ideologies that are placed on the internet and make us feel inferior 
and we can't begin to feel that make us feel like we are better than motherfuckers because this, that, and that third. All these apps have people who are giving you glimpses into their lives or whatever, where they can post, repost, edit, do whatever before you get the final product. And they're out here showing you perfection. It's not fucking real. They may be an upswing, maybe somebody for inspiration purposes, but that is not the end of all. And if they are quote unquote up or doing better than you right now, this does not make them a better fucking being. That does not mean that you are less than. It does not mean you can't match. Do whatever in your own specific fucking way. Stop playing with the bullshit, making yourself feel as if you are inadequate. Because that's a lot of times that people out here feel inadequate, less than themselves, and falling into positions where we are just being lesser versions. And the niggas who terrible people at times are coming to the fucking top of the world because they are playing on niggas fucking insecurities and making niggas feel like you ain't shit. Also, the internet has now continued to formulate this plan to separate fucking men and women for so many bullshit reasons. I know I am a dude with a podcast, so I'm Irish, especially, and I'm a serial single motherfucker. But yes, my ideologies, relationships, take them shits with a grain of salt. Sure. But I think motherfuckers gotta stop letting niggas say these outlandish or very specific things and y'all taking it back to how y'all trying to date people. I'm not telling no woman out there that they the broke nigga with no job is in the third. But that every nigga is going to be that nigga with that money and be able to do that because this economy is fucking trash. Some niggas are scammers, blessing. Some niggas have found great jobs, cool. But y'all seem to be wanting niggas who are scammers and Instagram fucking models and the male side. It's like niggas with Instagram models. Also, my brothers, these BBL women and things of that nature, they are not real. Shout out to the girls who are natural. The nine to five, y'all are just as wanted as anything else, if not more now. Um, that these gender roles about how your niggas be running your household. If you are not here, mind your fucking bitch about how I run my fucking household. If it's not taken away that person, if I'm not doing anything to mentally, physically, or emotionally harm this person, how we get shit done in our household, fuck y'all niggas for trying to look up or down upon that shit. That's none of y'all niggas concerned. Y'all yeah, shouldn't be telling niggas they're doing shit wrong because nigga, it ain't your fucking life. Stop the bullshit. Stop it. Whatever fits your fucking relationship is what fits your relationship. If y'all want traditional, go fuck traditional. Y'all want modern, go modern. Y'all want a mixture, mixture. Cool. Get that shit together. Do what you need to do. And stop trying to box motherfuckers in the shit. Because if we want to have a fucking modern relationship where we pay this and I pay that, but we live in happily ever fucking after, where y'all niggas live in this traditional shit and it's fucked up, or vice versa, and niggas is feeling like they fucking hate themselves in this relationship, then nigga, who's really one fucking up? Stop the bullshit and stop acting like y'all niggas know everything. The world changes, and so do fucking people. We evolve to be who the fuck we are. We are not the same position as we are fucking cavemen. It's still not the 1950s, my niggas. Stop playing the bullshit. 
get this shit to your head that we have to be individuals. You can find commonalities in the world, cool, but stop letting this motherfucking internet control the way you are thinking and narrative that people are having. You make it so much smarter and better than the bullshit that has been placed in front of you. I want motherfuckers to prosper. That's not me saying I want anybody to be my fucking friend. No, some niggas I do not like and I will never like. That don't mean I hate you, but I want niggas to win. And speaking on that topic, if I do not like something and it's not for me, that does not make me a fucking hater. That means that shit is not for me. Keep on keeping on, my niggas. Have fun with that shit. I hope you like it. And if you like it, I fucking love it for you, not for me. Stop it. I'm not a hater because I don't like some shit. Negative, you all haters because everybody got something they do not like. Stop it. You can only call me a hater when I start like um, on Valentine's Day when I start flagging your photos and shit. Y'all can call me a hater then. I'm not, I'm gonna keep it a buck. Call me a hater then because I'm I'm gonna get some of y'all niggas flagged. Cause not have me be single and probably having to go to work that day. I ain't see my schedule yet, but I'm probably working that day. And y'all niggas out here just lollygagging and having fun. Fuck y'all niggas respectfully. You heard me. I'm a real single. Shout out to you know who you are, you feel me? Shit like that. Like, fuck y'all niggas. But <laughs> no, like, shit like that, man. In 2024, I just want to get back to us being realistic with our shit. Oh, I forgot. No, no, no. Before I get out of here, um, I want to start a petition to let um, TikTok niggas who just bothering niggas who then who trying to live their lives during their day get the shit smacked out of them. Because like I don't I don't condone violence, but like some of y'all niggas really be bothering niggas for no fucking reason, they trying to mind their fucking business. You should not be throwing big fucking four pound pillows at niggas fucking head tops in the middle of a motherfucking target just because you want a motherfucking million views or trying to flex on niggas like that. Get the fuck out of my face, nigga. And if you get smacked, that's on you. I'm sorry. It just should be some type of fool about that shit because that shit is fucking crazy, out of control. In my personal humble opinion, not just me. Fuck do I know though? And it's just a nigga with a podcast. With all that shit being said, I hope it wasn't too much of a tangent as usual. But you know, favorite podcast. Sometimes I get a little bit deep. Sometimes I get a little bit corny. Sometimes I'm a little bit funny. But it's pretty fucking good content. I'm just saying, if you had to ask me, mom, it's some good content, right? You, you should enjoy it. It's fun. Let's have fun. This year, my plan is to be more consistent. Have a greater level of topics. Try to have some guests. Try to get you guys more engaged and involved. And try to make sure you guys are really understanding what episodes are coming out, when they're coming out. Trying to be consistent too. That consistency level is there. Again, accountability. Being consistent, give you guys a schedule when shit is coming out. So you guys are able to put this out there. Put it on your calendar, whatever you're going to do. Have this shit bookmarked and saved and listen to it week in and week out. So that's my new goal. Trying to do this weekly. And have a set day to give it to you lovely beautiful people out there that's the goal um but i am gonna ask for your help you know i know i talk about it it's, it's my duty to do the main bulk of this shit but if you can spread the word about word of mouth or posting it taking a screenshot and posting it and tagging me in it make sure i just know that that engagement is there you guys are listening you guys are following and getting some enjoyment out of what i'm talking about 
week in and week out, whenever this is posted. I appreciate that. Make sure, and whatever app you're listening to, whether it be Apple or Spotify, you're setting yourself up to make sure this is downloaded every week. So subscribe to it. You can share, you can like, you can leave comments, you can post a five-star review, gets more people to see it. You can give a five-star review. For those who have given the reviews, I appreciate y'all. Y'all are fucking amazing. It just helps get more transparency on the podcast, more listeners, better shit. We out here. We actually look for guests for this year for real. The guests I'm trying to get to. A couple guests. I want to try to get Desmond Dane on there. If you do not know Desmond Dane, make sure you go to whatever fucking music app you have on your phone and you put in Desmond motherfucking Dane as my guy. Fire out there. Listening with him. Trying to get him on here. Talk about some shit. He's a funny motherfucker. Um, shout out to Fabi Muller. Trying to get him on here. Again, I see he had a song called High Love. I was trying to get to some more shit from him as well. Let's continue to get that going. Um, you may see my brother Ponix on hand. Shout out to his podcast, Sports Night Conduct. And I'm trying to branch over some shit, man. We're trying to have some cross promotion. And even if we don't, shout out to Flavor in your ears. Those are my guys. But the, the guests I'm really trying to get this year are my lovely Hispanic friends out there. And those just who, if you know, you know, Randell Ortiz, man. This is this the GOAT 2024. Get Randell Ortiz in the podcast. Make sure this shit happens. Tag that motherfucker. Let that nigga know. He know who I am. Make sure you get him see, Make sure he gets this shit seen to him. So he can bring his ass to this fucking podcast. We can talk about some bullshit, man. We can have a conversation about how Dominicans have taken custody of Kuka in a tri-state in southern parts of the United States. I'm just really confused how that should happen. We're going to get to the bottom of it with Randell's fucking expertise and critical thinking skills. But again, I appreciate you motherfuckers for listening, for enjoying, for laughing, crying if you have. If you're laughing at me, cool. As long as you stayed here to listen, I appreciate it. Thank you for all your time. You could have been anywhere else in the world. You could listen to anything else in the world. I am so thankful for y'all. I cannot do this shit without y'all. You do not understand how hearing that this shit may have helped you warms up my day. I know sometimes I can be the villain or the Grinch, but you do mean a lot to me, guys. So I appreciate that shit. Especially you helping my creative ventures. So continue to support when and where you can. With that being said, we out. Till next time, beautiful motherfuckers. I like some of y'all. Love fewer. I hate none. That don't mean I like y'all niggas. We ain't friends. No. I'm out.